the Anesthesia Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're excited to welcome you all today to the first ever Anesthesia Reports live broadcast, what will hopefully be the first of many, where we chat with the authors of our case reports about the interesting scenarios they have encountered in their clinical practice. My name is Marianne Turner. I'm an editor for Anesthesia Reports and a paediatric anaesthetist based in Sydney. Please feel free to live tweet the discussion this evening, including any questions that you would like me to put to our speakers. Dealing with a difficult predicted airway is a common challenge in anaesthesia. There are several different devices on the market that are designed to facilitate tracheal intubation in these patients, and traditionally, a bronchoscope or video laryngoscope would be used. But today, we're going to discuss the use of the ProView video stylet as an alternative device for use in these difficult patients. I'm fortunate to be joined by Dr. Imran Ahmad and Dr. Suling Harrison, the authors of a recent paper published in Anesthesia Reports entitled Awake Tracheal Intubation with the ProView Video Stylet, a case series. Imran is a consultant at Guy's and St. Thomas's and the director of the Guy's Airway Management course, as well as the honorary secretary of the Difficult Airway Society. Sue Ling is a senior trainee in the southeast of London, who is the outgoing airway fellow under Imran and the current thoracic fellow at Guy's Hospital. Welcome and thank you for joining us for this session. Um, at the outset, we'd, I'd like to get any formalities out of the way and just wondered if either of you have any conflicts of interest to declare. Uh, thanks, uh, Marianne. Uh, I'll just, um, uh, Laura, first of all, I'd like to thank you for inviting us uh, and, and for being up so early. I know it's uh, about five o'clock in the morning where you are, uh, evening where we are. Um, uh, my conflict of interest is essentially, I just wanted to declare that uh, Flexicare uh, were very kind to, to, to donate the Proby devices for free uh, for, 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 the, for this trial. Uh, they weren't involved in any of the data collection or the um, or the writing of the manuscript, um, and they, we didn't receive any financial support from them at all. So it was a but they essentially they, they gave us the devices for free, and they were not involved in, in the in the writing up of the manuscript or, or the data collection in any way. Thank you, Imran. Suling, did you have anything you'd like to declare? Hi, Marianne. Thank you. Um, no, no declarations from me at all. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get into it, Imran. Some of our audience may not have seen the ProView video stylet before. I wonder if you could describe it and share any specific features of the, the device that you like. Yeah, so, so the, the, the ProView video stylet is, is, is essentially a single-use uh, optical stylet, but, but it's actually a, a video stylet. Uh, it's um, it comes with um, with some some unique features. It has a um, a control wheel on the proximal end, which uh, allows you to to hold the device in one hand and use your thumb or your or your index finger to uh, to to rotate the wheel. And this this then gives you um, thirty five degrees flexion or about sixty degrees extension of of the tip of the uh, of the stylet. Uh, so it gives you good maneuverability. Uh, it also uh, has a, a malleable rod that, that that runs within within the length of the whole of the, of the device, which you can which you can which allows you to, sh to shape the, the device, but also allows you to um, to take it out. So so it gives you a bit of rigidity, but once you take it out, it gives you some flexibility as well. Uh, and finally, it comes with its own um, specially designed endotracheal tubes, which range from size um, six and a half to eight. Uh, at the time that we wrote this uh, this little paper, uh, we only had the seven and a half size tube, um, but but it does now the, the ranges will be available from six and a half up to eight. Uh, and this tube um, is specially designed to allow flexion and retroflexion of the tip of the uh, of the tube as it is as it is um, uh, flexed um, uh, once it's loaded um, over the um, uh, over the ProView. So, so essentially, it, it, it's a preloaded single-use uh, video stylet, um, uh, which can be used with one hand. 
um, and um, uh, it's uh, it, it's a great device which can be used for awake and sleep um, uh, intubations. Excellent. Now, Suling, I understand that prior to this case series, you'd never actually used the ProView. How did you find using the device, having never seen or used it before? And do you have any tips for people who are, are new to the device? Yeah, I really, really like the device, actually. I found it quite easy to handle. As Imran said, it's really light, so very easy to hold in one hand. Um, and that great thing is that the malleability of the tube. So uh, really, when we had cases where we thought there was going to be quite an acute angle to get round to the glottis, we were able to really shape that tube to get to it. So really good at preforming. It was very intuitive, actually, when you first pick it up, because very much like the flexible bronchoscope, um, you move the bi-directional wheel in the same way to create that flexion and retroflexion of it. What I would say about that is that I found it easier to um, intubate if you're standing in the traditional position um, as you normally would at the head end. And that way you could hold it in one hand and use your thumb to move that bi-directional wheel. However, um, in our trust, um, we very much promote doing awake tracheal intubations from standing in front of the patient. And because that way the tube is actually upside down in, in essence when you're holding it, you needed two hands, one to help direct the um, tube itself and the other to move the wheel. And that's not necessarily a negative thing at all. It's just that you need two hands in order to do it. Um, I would say that I didn't feel like I had quite the same range of movement as I did with the bronchoscope, um, but because of that nice rigid structure that it had, it felt easier actually to navigate your path through the mouth, which sometimes can be quite tricky with a flexible bronchoscope. And I guess really the key thing to say is, is that the first time that I picked it up and used it on a patient and I was able to intubate successfully. Um, you asked me about tips with it. Um, I would say, well, firstly, the, the great thing about it as well is getting you can go quite far into the trachea because of that ability to retroflex the end of the tube. So it means that two point check that obviously we promote when doing an ATI, you get a really good view of the trachea. And um, and don't stop there. When you're basically removing the stilet from the middle, it slides up through the tube, which you can see through, and you're able to see the cords either side of the tube itself. So you can check the position of it. And it's, that's a really nice, neat trick that you can do. Um, and really, I guess the main thing is that success isn't just down to the device that you're using. Um, the other key parts of it, the other three aspects that really make a difference is making sure you've got really good sedation, topicalization, and oxygenation as we would for any ATI that we do. Thanks. So Imran, how does this device compare to other video laryngoscopes and optical stylets for awake tracheal intubation? Yeah, I mean, um, if I sort of compare it first to the, the other uh, optical stylets out there, so I think the, the ones that we're all familiar with are, are the Bonfils or, or the CMAC video stylets from, from Stortz. There's a Shikani optical stylet, uh, which Claris uh, Medical make. Um, and uh, I'd also add the, the, the Vibersite single lumen tube made by Ambu, which is not a stylet, but actually an electrical tube with a camera on the end. And if you, if you compare the ProView to these devices, uh, I think ProView has, has advantages over all three. Bonfils, uh, it, it, uh, it has fantastic image quality, but, but it, it's, it's rigid apart from the end, which is, which is flexible. And so it's like a rigid rod, uh, which is quite bulky with, with the handle. And so if you're doing an awake intubation and you're facing the patient, then it's quite difficult to, to use. Even if you're behind the patient, it's quite difficult. You may need to use a retromolar technique. So you're off the midline and, and all, all those things just make it a little bit more difficult to use it for an awake intubation. 
the Shikani optical stylet, um, it's, it's a J-shaped malleable stylet. Again, not flexible, but malleable. So you can pre-shape it. So you may have to, to come out, give a bit more flexion, put it back in again. So you can't actually you know, control the flexibility whilst you're in real time whilst you're in the patient. Uh, but that has had studies to show that so that it's it's beneficial compared to flexible bronchoscope with an oral or a nasal awake technique. Uh, so so you know it's quicker. It has less um, uh, uh, maneuvers required to for successful intubations compared to flexible bronchoscope. Um, but but again, it's it's not essentially flexible. So I think the the the, the preview has an advantage over that. And then the viviside single lumen tube, you, you know, you, you, you have lateral rotation and movements, but you don't actually have any flexion or extension because there's nothing to control the endotracheal tube. It's essentially a tube with a camera on the end. So we've used that for awake intubations. But again, you don't have that, that flexibility, that, that maneuverability um, uh, of, that, of that either. So, so for all those three sort of optical stylet type, type category type um, uh, devices, I think that this certainly is more beneficial. And when you compare it to the other video ringoscopes, uh, the channeled, the hyperangulated, the CMAC type blades, uh, again, I think they're all they're all been used for awake intubations. They're all as good as a flexible bronchoscope. But for me, the the uh, uh, the preview seems to have an advantage over all of them because there's no railroading of the tube. It's very intuitive. It's very easy to use. As as Suling described, you know, it, it, she'd never used it before, and I, and I gave it to her, and for the first time, she you know she used it, intubated. The only thing that surprised me the most was that she let me do the first one. Otherwise, um, uh, you know, that was the biggest surprise for me. But actually, getting getting it in first time, absolutely no problem for someone who's never used it before. So, uh, you know, and I think that's really important that it's a device that you know that, that is very easy to use and very you know, intuitive, and, and it's not complicated, and and therefore can be used um, by, by anybody, and it's not it's not a niche a niche uh, product. So, um, so yeah, so compared to other optical stylets, compared to other video scopes, we found that it, it's, I think, it has meant many advantages over them. And I think, um, did you notice, Imran, in our cases, the, the mouth opening was very limited in two of them. And the great thing about it is that you don't need any additional adjuncts. So I think the bulkiness of some of the video longoscopes, we wouldn't have been able to actually get in some of those patients' mouths, whereas with this, it just required the diameter of the tube, which is great. And how then does it compare, um, what advantages does it have over a bronchoscope then uh, as, a, as a different type of device? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, traditionally we, we use flexible bronchoscopes for awake intubations and, um, and you know, they, they have the advantage that, uh, well, they, they, are, they have more flex, flexion and extension of the tip of the scope, you know, probably 180 degree, degrees each way, whereas this is 35 and 60. So, so it is a bit less. But having said that, you know, it, it, it's cheap, it, it, it's light, you can use it with one hand, it's very quick to set up, uh, it's very easy to use, it does have some rigidity when you need it, if you have to sort of move tissues out of the way very gently, uh, but it also has the flexibility of the tip, but also if you remove the uh, the, 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 the stylet, then then, it, then you get a bit, a bit more flexibility there. Uh, the, 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 because the tube is, is preloaded, um, it protects the tip of the camera, so you, so you have less problems with secretions, and finally, and for me, the biggest advantage is that uh, there's no rail railroading required. Well, once once the stylet is in the trachea, you the tube is in the trachea because it's preloaded. So so there's no blind railroading of the endotracheal tube. So so you know the, the other uh, optical stylets and video scopes don't necessarily have that many advantages over a flexible bronchoscope. But this is the first time where I found a device that actually there's some advantage over a flexible bronchoscope. For, for oral and, and and for nasal use, so so for me, you know, th these are the key things that that you know it, it's as good as a flexible bronchoscope, but actually has a few advantages as well. 
So we've talked about all the good things about the ProView. Um, Suling, in your three in three cases that you've done um, in your case report, did you encounter any difficulties using the device? Um, yes, well, we did have one patient who had ankylosing spondylitis and they'd undergone um, cervical spinal fusion. So that meant that the angle from the mouth to the glottis was very acute. And we struggled a little bit just getting um, around that acute angle. But the benefit was um, that malleable rod that is within the ProView device, when that was removed, actually it gave us a little bit more um, ability to navigate that angle, which was great. So, you know, we were able to successfully intubate at the end of it. I say we, Imran did that one. So uh, <laughs> I can't claim anything there. <laughs> Um, but yes, so that's the benefit of it. You can you can have it more rigid with the rod in, or you can remove that and get that additional malleability. So, Suling, are there any patient groups or pathologies where it's not suitable for use? Um, well, when we tried it, as Imran was saying, we only had a 7.5 diameter um, tube available. And I think they're planning to bring out, obviously, the greater range of sizes. But um, obviously, that would be too bulky to get through a nasal passage. And uh, the pediatric population, um, therefore, as well, would be a real problem with that size of tube. So hopefully, there'll be some much smaller, smaller range of tubes that will be available. Um, obviously, if you uh, need a specialized tube, um, such as the flexometallic tube, um, then unfortunately, this, this would be precluded uh, because it doesn't have any of those additional functions that, um, that we often use as airway anesthetists. Um, um, the last thing really to note is that there isn't a suction channel on it. Um, and as Imran was saying, actually the tip of the tube does protect the end of the video stilette. So that does confer a bit of protection from that. But if there are copious secretions, that may be a bit problematic with the video. But in the same way that um, it, it would, you know, not help from a flexible bronchoscope or video laryngoscope as well. Thank you. Yeah, can I, can I, I can just add, add to that to, about the different types of tubes. So, so, so yes, there, there will be a, a range from six and a half uh, upwards, which means that you can actually use it for uh, for nasal awake intubations. Now, we we we, we couldn't do this uh, earlier because we didn't have the the, the tubes were, were slightly too large. Uh, but with the smaller tubes, we, you know, we we're quite looking forward to to doing nasal awake intubations and seeing how well it how well it works works for those and whether it's possible or not. And we know we know we know there's cases with, with the Shikani optical stylet, which is more rigid. Uh, so if, if they could uh, achieve, you know, uh, a nasal intubation with that, then I, I can't see why we can't with this. And, and that would really broaden the, the uses uh, if you can do it all, as well, you know, oral as well as nasal intubations. That really does, uh, I think, uh, make it a much more of a versatile um, device. And um, speaking of size, I, I, as a paediatric anaesthetist, I'm assuming this is not something that's available to us at the moment. <laughs> Not yet, as far as I'm aware, because of that issue with size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, Imran, do you think that this device, um, it sounds like there's a lot of positives to it. Do you think that this device has a future in advanced airway management? Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I've, I've written a lot about awake intubations. I've, I've studied it a lot. I've, I've done many. Um, and you know, the first time I saw this device, I just got a feeling that this is something that that you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, I wonder how well it will work for an awake intubation, and uh, and and it it worked really really well. I mean, I was really excited by it. You know, from the, from the moment I saw it, you know, prototype a couple of years ago to, to actually using it in real in patients in real life, uh, and 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 the reason is. Um, 
it's 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 adaptable and and it's very versatile. So so yes, you you asked me, you know, for you didn't ask me about awake intubation. You asked me about uh, you know advanced use, so awake and asleep. So you know the versatility means you can use it in in a sleep patients. You can use it on its own. You can use it with a with a video laryngoscope or a direct laryngoscope because it can act like a like a flexible bougie. And uh, you can use them in awake patients, um, oral or nasal use. Um, once once the, the full range of tubes come out. Uh, so essentially, you know, we're saying that we can use these in awake patients, asleep patients, oral use, nasal use on their own, or or, or an, as an adjunct with other devices. So it's so a very versatile, uh, and 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 you know that's why I like it. Um, but I really like it because I think it's it's quite a simple device to use, and, and it'll break the barriers of doing awake intubations. You know, we know that, that awake intubations are avoided uh, for various reasons, um, uh, Nap4 has shown this, you know, our, our research has shown this when, when we did, um, uh, wrote the, uh, the ATI guidelines and, um, and, you know, to break that barrier, if you have a device that's very quick and easy to use, uh, I think, you know, hopefully we're more likely to awake intubation when it's indicated because we have a device that's, that's, that's simple to use. And, and there's, there's no sort of, um, uh, resistance to, to using it because it's just there. It's, it's, it's very easy to set up and it's very quick and easy to use. So we've spent a lot of time talking about awake intubations. Do you think that, um, I mean, it's suitable for asleep intubations as well, or would soft tissue and such be an issue once you've got all that um, after induction? What, have you tried it with the sleep intubations as well? So we haven't actually tried it in an asleep intubation. I personally haven't. I'm not sure if you have, Imran, actually. Um, but something that I think um, would be really beneficial is using it together with a video laryngoscope sometimes in that often with a video laryngoscope you get a great view of the glottis but it's very difficult to get your um, tube to where you've got a good view of um, and the nice thing about this is you can mold it um, to fit that angle and to fit the um, angle of the blade of the video laryngoscope um, and um, and then obviously do the finer manipulations once you get your tube into view to get more anterior to the glottis where you're trying to reach. So I can see it being used together with the video laryngoscope. Yeah, in fact, I, I can see it being used with, with a direct laryngoscope and, and a video laryngoscope, as I said, essentially as, as, a, as a flexible bougie. So, you know, if you have a direct view with a, or, or, you know, and you can't quite see around the corner, grade three or grade four view, then this would be great to just to just to get that little bit of flexion around the corner where you can actually look at the image of the on the on the monitor of the of the pro view as opposed to the direct view. Because if you use it with a video laryngoscope, I would still use the, the view seen on the video laryngoscope, but then but use the flexibility of the ProView to flex the, the, the tube, you know, anteriorly if required. Um, so using it as, as a bougie. So, um, yeah, I think, as I said, it's very versatile and, and, and it can be used as an adjunct or, or on its own in awake or asleep patients. Now, to play devil's advocate, do we just have too many devices now? There's so many different options. Is this confusing anaesthetist? Is this... Uh, do, you, do you anticipate any issues with all of this new technology coming out and being potentially too overwhelming or too confusing? Uh, no one has time to become an expert, perhaps, in one device anymore. Um, interested in your thoughts on that. Uh, okay, I'll, 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 I think Suling's letting me take this one. Thank you. There are too many devices out there. Um, you know, we go by what we have available in our own hospitals. Uh, we would go by what the best evidence is. Um, 
often video ringoscopes are, are just pulled into into one sort of uh, heterogeneous group, but we know it's a very heterogeneous group. There's, there's, there's as I mentioned earlier, there's there are hyperangulated blades, there are CMAC type blades, MAC type blades. There are channel laryngoscope blades. You know, there's lots of different types of video laryngoscopes, but they're all often grouped into 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 one big BL group. Um, so you, you're right. There are many devices out there, um, and this is yet another one. Uh, and you know, but but it's a device that, that I think has unique advantages, um, uh, and and that's why I'm quite excited about it. You know, I've used many other video laryngoscopes for awake intubations and and intubations in general. Uh, and they all work in a way, and they all have some minor differences or minor, you know, unique selling points. But but this one, as a package, it, it, I think is is very good, uh, and that's why I'm, I'm quite excited about it. Um, uh, but but you're absolutely right that there are many many devices out there. You know, which one do you use? Um, you know, maybe we should do a a, a meta analysis or a systematic review, comparing them all together and seeing which one's the best for for awake intubations. Sounds like a good idea. That's your next project, Suling. I was going to say that's coming my way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess um, the, the next question is um, use of this device outside of the operating theatre. So if, for example, one had a sister who was an emergency department doctor, would she be able to pick it up and, and use the device? <laughs> So I think with any device, you shouldn't be using something you're unfamiliar with in an emergency type scenario. So with her, it would be very much um, acute problems coming through the door. So with any device that you use, you want to be trained in it so that because obviously your, your first chance intubation is your best chance and you don't want to be picking up something you're unfamiliar with, especially in times of stress and you can't remember how to plug it into the video screen, those kind of things. Um, however, um, I think that there's there's the possibility um, that it, with training that because it's such an easy device to use that people who aren't necessarily skilled in anesthesia could use it and pick it up as an additional device. But certainly, I think you you do need to have formal training um, before picking it up in anger. And I guess final question, an ultimatum. If you had to choose just one device to use forever, which would it be? The ProView or a flexible bronchoscope? <laughs> Good question. I'm going to let you answer that first, Imran. <laughs> oh, uh, as long as you don't hold me to it. Um, I, I, I'm a massive fan of flexible bronchoscopes. It's, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I'm so comfortable with doing awake intubations in patients. Uh, you know, if there's any doubt, I'd much rather do an awake intubation with a flexible bronchoscope than, than any other device. I've done so many, you know, it, it's, it's in my comfort zone. Um, but, you know, it does have its limitations. Whereas, you know, in terms of versatility, in terms of, 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 of being able to use it, as I said, you know, awake, asleep, oral nasal with an adjunct without an adjunct you know th this device i mean it's new it's early days uh, but, but you know i'm quite excited about it so so i'm not going to give you a, 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 a you know a single a binary answer uh, but i'm going to say that uh, uh, you know i think it does have a future um, you know, it may well be the future for for, for awake intubations as well as you know advanced airway um, uh, intubations uh, uh, but it's, it's still too early to say. Uh, but um, but you know, I, I think you know, if you ask me to predict it, I, I would say that in the future, this is going to be one of the devices that will be used a lot more often because of of, the, of those advantages. 
Well, Imran's obviously been training me up over the last six months to use the flexible bronchoscope. And if I if I said anything other than the flexible bronchoscope to him, I'm sure I will get a cuff behind the ears when I see him next. So for me, it would be the flexible bronchoscope. But just like Imran said, I don't think this is the last we'll see of this device. And it, it definitely has a role. And I'm looking forward to using it again in our trust. So. Excellent. That brings our first Anesthesia Reports live broadcast to an end. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. We're very lucky to have uh, the benefit of your expertise and your experience with the ProView. Um, yeah, we really appreciate your time coming out this evening. Thank you. And yours, Marianne. Thank you for getting up so early. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyone watching along on Twitter, um, an article. the article is free for a week um, and is available for download on the Anesthesia uh, reports website um, and there's a link to a video as well if you'd like to see uh, these guys in action with the ProView <laughs> and see how that works. Thank you so much everyone. Much appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. The Anesthesia Podcast. <laughs>